Welcome to the Inside Aesthetics podcast. We host real conversations with real experts from around the world. Away from the filtered bubble of social media, our aim is to educate listeners and explore any topic in the cosmetic and wellness space. We also get a unique insight into the business minds of the entrepreneurs and pioneers who have helped shape our industry. This podcast and its related publications provide news and general information about procedures and products. You should seek professional medical advice and assessment before considering any treatment. Our guest today is Yelena Vusika, a registered nurse and the director and founder of The Cosmetic Lounge. Yelena started her career as a beauty therapist working alongside one of Australia's most renowned and respected plastic surgeons. She became a registered nurse in 2011 and joined Laser Clinics Australia as a cosmetic injector, spending three years honing and developing her skills. Following her time with LCA, she started The Cosmetic Lounge, one of Australia's most popular and successful nurse injector clinics. So you guys are closed at the moment? We Obviously. are. We are. Right. Yep. Okay. We've been closed for about, I think this has been going on for two months now. Yeah. yeah. Eight weeks, I've, I've think lost it's been count. Forever. I'm enjoying my time off. What yeah. are you doing with yourself? I am waking up in the morning. I just had a baby seven months ago. So mm-hmm. I'm on. Thank you. My husband has been my PT. He's been my personal chef. <laughs> He's amazing. Um, I've tried to I've tried to lose the baby weight during that time. So in the morning, I get up, I train, give the kids breakfast, kick, cook my kids organic food, um, right. play with my kids, put my baby to sleep. How many kids have you got now? I've got two. You've turned into super mum. Three. I have. I have. Three. It's easier working and looking after kids because, you know, you're – away from them for half the day and then it's just like, You can okay. mentally recover yeah. Yeah. before you go back to yes. battle again. God. So, so it's two or three kids? It's two kids. But the third one is my husband. Ah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's never listening to this podcast? Never. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us today. It's Pleasure. been a long time. I haven't seen you in a while. It's been a couple I of years know. since I've seen you. Yeah. It feels like forever. It has been like, what, four years? Maybe something like that. Yeah. It, actually, time. probably about five years. That long? Yeah. You still look exactly the same. Do I? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. It's a Such a schmoozer. <laughs> <laughs> almost said the naughty word. Almost said it. You almost, I think, <laughs> uh, b- can we b- let b- that b- one b- slip b- through? B- was it a complete b- word? B- it was but, b- <laughs> b- <laughs> um, Introduce Yelena to our listeners. So Yelena is Sydney's super nurse or one of them. So uh, well, we met. Thank you. I think you used to work for my cousin, yes, Dr. Norm Oldborn. Or your uncle, m- Norm Oldborn. Norm, he's my, my dad's second cousin. Okay. So that um, would make you guys. Third or fourth cousin, okay. something. Something like that. Yeah. Distantly related. So you were there working with him um, as was his practice nurse? So, no, I was, I started working for him. I was about 20 years old and I started working with him um, for him as a beauty therapist. So I was doing all his skin treatments, uh, fractionated lasers, all of those kind of skin treatments. Um, And I I probably did that for a few years and then we used to have subcontractors come in like nurse subcontractors and that was when like Sally Sheehan was around, Amanda Swan. Um, Jake doesn't know any of those people. He's new to Australia. I wasn't even in the there country you then. Go. <laughs> They're, they've been around for a really long time. Are they still working now? I don't know them. Sally Sheehan is, I think she's in Balmain actually. Yeah, okay. she is. Amanda Swan, she's more north side. So mm-hmm. I haven't, haven't um, seen her around too much. Mm-hmm. But Sally, Sally was amazing. She was a really good injector. So was Amanda. Um, and I just pretty much, that's something that I wanted to do. That yeah. was my next step, you yes. know, like after skin. It's cosmetic injectables. Yeah, right. Well, you want it, so, must have been one of the first, one of the well after that first yes, group. You were like, I was the new sort of the the, the new freshie, generation. The new generation. I was like the twenty five year old. That sort of it was all the cosmetic nurses were like they were in their fifties. You know, probably the youngest would would have been Amanda Swan, and she was like mid forties. So then I came along. Charlie came, yeah, um, to the rescue. <laughs> And yes. he's like, hey, do you want to come and work for LCA? Yeah. And I was I was umming and ahhing because I was like it was the next step, next, yeah. cha- next chapter. Um, but I decided to take the leap. Mm. And Yeah, and yeah. then you worked at Hurstville? 
So I'll just work. to reference laser clinics. Yeah, Australia. so we're talking LCA. Sorry, we've got a lot of international guests, so we've just we've got to just um, <laughs> just got to explain things laser for people that don't know. Australia. Yeah, and I, we're talking about Charlie Abood, who was the head of injectables for laser yes, clinics. Basically, yes. poached you from Norm and get, got him got you to come. Well, and he offered, offered. Offered. Sorry, offered poached. Offered. Position. Coerced. Bribed. Whatever. Um, and I also knew Rochelle. Yes. So Rochelle yeah. was um, she was a rep back then for yep. Galderma. Yep. So she was our rep for Norm. Yeah. Um, um, and then she, I think she opened up her Bondi clinic with yeah. Bobak. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where, you know, we yeah. sort of made contact. Yeah. Um, and I started working for Hurstville. They yeah. were my two main clinics was Hurstville and Dremoyne. Yeah. That was for Fiona Which was the original laser clinics Australia, right? Yeah. I think the Dremoyne was. Yeah, yeah. Dremoyne was, yeah. Yeah. So I started off there. There weren't many injectors um, working for Laser Clinics Australia back then. There was like me, Zoya, Sunita, Sophie Dennett, yeah. Cosima. Yeah, there was only a few handful was, of you guys. Yeah. Um, so then I started to spread my w- wings and they started opening up more clinics. And mm. then I started working at Brookvale, um, Erin Affair, like every two weeks on a Sunday. Lots of driving. Lots of driving. Um I mean, you don't mind when you don't have kids. You just yeah. do whatever. Yeah. And the money was good um, and it was Shell good experience. Harbour, it, was, yeah. it was amazing experience. It was really good experience. Can you take me back to, what would that be, 2008, 2009, that kind of time period? No, I would say 2012. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was the market like then? What were people asking for? What were you doing? You know, how's it lips. changed? It was so, so many lips. I was like, I was, I, I, I would I would say I was the lip queen. It was like lip, 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 Yeah, you know? Um, and that's where the Paris technique started to come out, you mm-hmm. know, with the, I, I think they, they call it the Paris yes. technique. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tenting technique, some te- people yeah, call it. Yeah, there's different names. Um, and I do all my lips like that. I... I gained so much experience from Laser Clinics Australia because it was so busy. There were so many people coming through. I was working a lot. I was making really good money. Um, it was it was great. It was and then really you left good. and I was like, what is this girl doing? But you proved me wrong. You've, you've killed <laughs> hey, it. Hey, I was shit scared yeah. when I left. I was like, I was like, should I do this? Like, I'm making really good money. I'm either going to regret this or... I'm going to yeah. achieve something. So I remember leaving and getting a six-month lease. And I was like, I was too scared to sign for anything longer. Um, signed a six-month lease. Didn't realize that once that six months was up, <laughs> my landlord put the rent up. He <laughs> like doubled it. And then I had it, – it was going amazing during that six months and I thought, okay, I'm still going to stay with LCA and sort of do my own thing, you know. Yeah. Um, I really appreciated everything that Laser Clinics Australia brought to the table. They gave me so much experience. So I felt bad leaving, yeah. but I was like, you know what? It's the right time. I was there for three years, mm. two or three years. You feel like you've, uh, you'd have you reached your ceiling yeah. and you wanted to go. Yeah, and, and I needed to do my own thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember come visiting, coming and visit, visiting you at your clinic. Was it yes. near San Susie behind? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was Rockdale. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was like a really quiet street. Mm-hmm. It was already fit out. Mm-hmm. There was already a fit out. So I was like, I'm getting this. I don't have to spend money on a fit out. Mm-hmm. It's trial and error. If mm-hmm. it works, it works. I haven't lost anything. Um, my next step after that was I didn't want to rent anymore. So I wanted to find the right location. I didn't want it to be too busy. After you get injectables, you don't really want to walk out onto a main road or mm-hmm. anything. Or a shopping centre. Oh, no, people do that. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Each to their own. Yeah. Um, I wanted to find the right location. Didn't want to rent anymore. So I wanted to purchase my own property. Um, and that was hard to find. That took about a year to mm-hmm. two years to find. So during that time, I had my first baby. Um and I just, nothing was coming up. Um, no commercial properties were coming up. And then I found something that was close to a train station because that's important. Um, parking was great. Um, and it was private. So, you know, it wasn't too busy. Our appointments are all made by appointment only. There's no walk-ins or anything yeah. like that. Um, so, yeah, bought it and hopefully I'm there for good. Yeah. If you cast your mind back to when you worked for LCA to yes. doing your own thing what were the challenges that you maybe didn't anticipate and suddenly you were like 
oh my God, I've got to market, I've got to buy my own stock and all these things that people may not think about before they do it. What did you find? To be honest, it was, it was something that I, I don't, I, I wouldn't find it, cha- I didn't find it challenging. I found it, I mean, I don't even find my business that stressful. Mm-hmm. The only time I find it stressful is if there's a complication or something like that, that's stressful. Um, Other than that, I feel like I have an amazing crew. Um, People I work with, I trust entirely. Work is fun for me. So it's a fun environment. Um, The only challenge I would probably say would be it started with a one-man show. It was me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was like, I want Yelena, I want Yelena. Your clients, doesn't matter who you are, you know, your clients get used to you yes. yeah, and they only want you. Um, it was rolling my clients over to new injectors. Yeah. So the way that I did that is I would promote something and I would say, look, if you see this injector, I'll give it to you for that much, mm-hmm. try her out and that worked because yeah. when they went to that injector, they were like, oh, my God, this person's amazing. And I was like, see, you know. Because at like, the end of the day, you've only got so many hours to inject. Exactly. And if you're trying to build and a business. And having a baby, <laughs> you, want, you want some time for your, for your kids, you know. Yeah. So it's – I feel like I built such a strong relationship with my clients that I – that they were just like, oh, tunnel vision, you know. I don't want to see anybody else. So – I sort of palm them to different people. And now um, we have six injectors in the one clinic in Justin Walleye Creek. Um, yeah, so it's slowly, slowly started to become a brand rather than I'm going to see an injector. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like a relationship you have with your clients, it's right? It's like you're breaking up and telling them definitely. you need to see other people. People, <laughs> clients, it's yeah. crazy. You call in sick, God forbid. Yeah. It's the end of the world. You can't get sick. I, you can't I have a day get, off. No, I, I can't. You're like, superhuman. You have to be there for my injectables. Yeah, of course. Jake gets I have thought what I was going to say. So, you know, we all as individuals and injectors do have a bit of an ego. We build up a reputation. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a big thing for you to sort of deliberately say, do you know what? I'm giving you to someone else. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm running the business now or, or I've reached a capacity. So, you know, hats off to you. I love injecting and I think there's... There's, there's so many amazing injectors out there. I feel like they're probably better than me these days. <laughs> um, they're just amazing. Like their work, you see their work and you're like, shit, they're good, you know. Yeah. Um, but when somebody has been with you for so long, they – and I, I suppose it's the rapport you build with them. Of course, It's yeah. that friendship. So it's their loyalty. It's amazing how – People are so loyal and sometimes it's like sometimes people get the shits if I don't come to work. Like I don't I don't really call in sick very often. It's once in a blue moon. But we have sometimes we have people attack the receptionist because it's what? like this what? is not on. Yeah, it's crazy. Physically or just verbally? Verbally. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Then there's then I'll give them a con they're as nice as pie. They're yeah. like, Look, I understand you can get sick, but <laughs> not for me. Yeah. I, I booked this appointment two months ago. I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? You know? Yeah. But it's it's that relationship. It's more of a relationship than the good injecting that I would say that I have, yes. you know. Um I, I feel like, I don't know, it's just well, a Well, people friendship. are insecure about their stuff, right? So when they come to see you, they've already like divulged all the things about their face that they don't like. And now they've got to go through that whole process and tell someone exactly. else. Exactly. So it's it's almost it's like, like, you yeah. know what I want. Yeah, then you, know? like, you have yeah. to relive all this. Like, it's confronting exactly. to tell people all the yeah. things you're insecure about. It's like, yeah. it's like a breakup. It is. It's like me going to another hairdresser. Yeah. I found, I didn't, I, you know, to be honest, I would. I, I got my hair done wherever. When I found that right hairdresser, it was like, uh, you can't go, You'd you can't die. you drive 20, die. 30, 40 miles to see that person. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why I can't let anyone else cut my hair. I feel like I'm cheating on myself. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel being a male injector? Uh, some, we've, we've spoken about that briefly on another podcast that we did. And honestly, I don't really, f- I, I don't notice the dynamic because okay. I am who I am. Yeah. Um, I, I think it comes up more the, the doctor versus nurse thing. Okay. Um, but yes. again, because I'm a doctor, it's the only thing I've ever known. And I don't feel the, the difference because I yes. turn up on my injecting day and I do what I do. Yeah. But, you know, patients do sometimes voice 
you know, and I mean this in no yes, disrespect I, to nurses, I, I but know what ooh, I feel more comfortable yes, with the doctor. Yes. And I'm like, well, look, I can tell you there's some terrible doctors out there. Yes, yeah. And there's some amazing nurses yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. So, you know, I just think that if you find a good injector, it doesn't matter what their I title agree. is. Agree. Stick with that person. But I also if I wasn't in the industry that I'm in, because when I was 20 and I went and did my lips for the first time, I would own, I only wanted to see a doctor. Yeah, and right. it was, it was, I remember I went to see Dr. Shahidi because yes, it was yeah. like, oh, he's a plastic, you know, I don't want anybody else touching my lips. But as you sort of, you're in the industry and you grow, it's, it doesn't really even matter. It doesn't matter what your title is. Yes. It just matters that they've got the eye for it and that they're good at what they do. Yeah. Mm. And this is is relevant to the whole drama unfolding right at the moment with the various associations yes. and I just think that you know it's never going to happen but if we had an injector association mm-hmm. not a nurse doctor whoever Agreed. association we could all come together and somehow have some sort of syllabus or yeah. framework where we go okay this is what is good is and this yeah. is what bad is and we all agree on it yes unfortunately because of you know you know, just things like a doctor has prescribing rights and a nurse doesn't. Yes. Or, or most nurses don't. It creates an immediate barrier before you've even started. Okay. Because there are many nurses who are ambitious and who want to, you know, potentially get around that somehow, whether it's through Skyping or doing a nurse practitioner course. They don't like that divide from the start. And so it creates tension. I... I still believe that there should be a doctor in the mix. Mm. Like I still believe that, you know, the prescribing doctor thing is a, is, it's a good idea. You need that backup from a doctor because you are a doctor. Um, But in saying that, I feel like there's very, there's very few, there's, there's, a minority of doctors that are targeting nurses. It's, you know, and they, they need to stop, but. How do you stop them? Well, it's like everything. You always get these extreme fringes, whether it be politically or whatever. You, exactly. Look, the people on the extreme on the extreme ends are always the most vocal and they make themselves sound bigger than what they are. But just yeah. because people that are moderate and sensible, they don't engage in these sorts exactly. of stuff. They, they just want to get on with their life. Exactly. It's all the crazy people that There's get so the ends. Much, it's, it's, all, it's probably all about money and mm. Like, you know, I mean, there's just enough business out there for everybody. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What would you do if all the nurses well, were... Well, that's 70% ab- of the industry. Exactly. Allegan wouldn't be happy. No. <laughs> I mean, just to balance the argument, and, and I'm neither for or against I, anyone, yep, I'm just for yep. injectors. But, you know, you come from a beauty background. Yep. So you've you've gone up the ladder. Yes. You've got to where you are and you've yep. done amazingly. But, you know, there are some, both doctors and nurses, who quite happily sort of work in the fringes and, and, and in the back of a hair salon and they're taking cash and... They're probably not doing things as as the average injector yeah, would expect. Yeah. And so it's that side of things which exactly. perpetuates this whole patient safety, yeah. uh, you know, argument, I guess. Yeah. It's such a grey area. Yes. The rules, there's a grey area in these rules, you know. It should – I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And so until those people stop doing that or it's made – impossible to do that we're always going to have this to and fro of you can you yeah. can't and so on but do you think oh, that's so, that's i feel like it's impossible to have that's so it's never going to stop mm. like how do you how do you control the horse is bolted yeah mm. it's kind of out there already yeah i think i think in time though a lot of these people with the old school ideas um and who have these almost territorial views on the industry belonging to them or only certain people should be allowed to do certain things I think they'll eventually sort of disappear mm. and you'll get people like new people coming through that there's always been nurses in the industry. Yep. They probably got injected by nurses at some point. I think that as time progresses, I mean, people It'll just fade pe- into people the like hundred years ago thought, thought wearing a bikini was outrageous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> times change and, 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 and people's thoughts and ideas progress and, and certain things that once seemed ridiculous now and are I just normal. And I actually think they already have. Like, yeah, it is becoming yeah, more normalised for yeah. sure. And it's an interesting point. You were, you were talking about how there's new injectors coming through now that are so much better than what they used to be or picking it up quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because you're getting people that into the industry who've always wanted to do that. Whereas say 10, 15 years ago, people were already nurses and doctors working in other areas of medicine who've then gravitated towards injectables, mm-hmm. but they weren't that pe- person from the beginning. Yep. So you're getting people who are perhaps are more artistically inclined, more exactly. passionate about it, who have gone right. And they're this doing is my nursing yeah, because this... they want to do injecting, mm. not, oh, I'm a nurse, but, you know, I'm going to go do something. Yeah. How do you feel about that, that 
they, they probably haven't got any nursing experience. Nursing experience or beauty experience. See, I feel like... It's kind of both really, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like it's more... A nurse has a nurse has become a nurse to look after people mm-hmm. and then they just go into this beauty field. I feel like if you're a beauty therapist or you have some sort of beauty background, like we were just saying, an aesthetic eye for something, and you do your nursing degree, I feel like that's probably something that is that is better than, you know, just being a nurse and saying, Oh, I want to go and do it. So, but then again, if you haven't if it's it's you know, there's people that I've hired that I'm like, oh, I don't think they're gonna be any good. I'll give you an example. A nurse that has been a nurse for fifteen years, um, didn't look the part and hired her, amazing, mm. amazing. So yeah, you'll you get just surprised don't know. by people. Yeah. And presumably, and this is just a stab in she the dark, no beauty she has her. that um Bedside manner, the rapport, she, she can does. consult, she yes. knows how to look after someone. Yes. She's got that experience yes. and then you've just given her the technical skill to inject. Yes. Whereas I find it difficult to understand the other way around that you, you've you got no experience, mm-hmm. you learn how to do a glabella and suddenly mm-hmm. you're like, go. Yeah. It, it's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And also we we're having this interesting chat last night with um, Dr. Tim Pierce over in the UK and we were talking about the fact that... He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It was good. That podcast comes out Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, make sure you listen, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was that um, perhaps, perhaps uh, you know, nurses in, in some way potentially advantaged because medicine is a very analytical profession to travel usually people that are attracted to medicine are mm-hmm. into the arts not art sorry ma- uh, mathematics science so on perhaps don't have the artistic eye mm-hmm. whereas i find like some nurses can sometimes be a little more sort of artistically inclined i'm just generalizing obviously yeah, they're yeah. A fantastic uh, doctor injectors but i yeah. feel that like sometimes the, the medical brain might not always be um what you need artistically yes. it's trying to find that hybrid between someone yeah. that's got the medical qualifications and has the artistic ability yeah what do you think, Jake? You're laughing. <laughs> no, no, I, I agree. It's funny uh, because we've often joked that yeah. I'm very black and white and yeah. traditional sort of medical career and stuff. But um, no, I think you're right. You have to expand your 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 um, outlook somehow. Yeah. The thing is, it comes down to if you're not good, you're not going to be busy. So yeah. Yeah. you know, if you're not busy, you're not going to be injecting. So. Go back to whatever you yeah. were doing. So Well, you'll find those people who, yeah. who aren't going to make it or have perhaps come into yeah. the industry for – like I've had injectors come to me for positions and I'm like, why do you want to work Why do you want to work for me? And they're like, oh, I just want a career change. I'm sick of doing yeah. – like, well, that's not really it's a, a reason. It's a reason. This is exactly. like – this is not a backup plan. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, like you, you need got, to get it. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it, it can't be for the money. The money's actually not that great for injectors anymore, I think. It used to be. Used to be yeah. my my girls get paid really well, but yeah. <laughs> but it used to be. But I I've I've had girls come to me who are being paid like twenty eight dollars an hour, wow. you know, and I'm like, wow, yeah. you know, might as well go back on the wards. Yeah, you get yeah. more money. Yeah, and just they're they're people just won't budge, so that's why they leave, and yeah. you know, mm. but. I feel like the the market is slowly it is being saturated. I feel like you just need to focus on being you, not yep. worry about people around you. Do your thing and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So Sydney Cosmetic Lounge, you've got It used to be Sydney Cosmetic what is it now? Lounge. It's the Cosmetic Lounge. Oh sorry. That's okay. Because you're now um, outside of Sydney. Is that I right? went to Melbourne, oh, yeah. Okay. So um friend and colleague of mine, Brianna, we decided to she lives in Melbourne. We decided to open up a clinic in um Richmond. Yeah, shout out to Brianna. Yeah. Mm. Um she just had a baby too. Oh, okay. So that's been a bit of a struggle. There you go. Um it was my second time round, so I sort of knew how things would you know, yeah. it's like pan out, you know, have a bit of a break trying to um, balance business and family. Um, it's her first time around. So we opened up this clinic. She had a baby. We closed her for a bit <laughs> and then we just sort of reopened and now we're closed again because of the whole pandemic thing. Yeah, but hats off to you for doing it whilst having babies. It's it's uh, yeah. very well, difficult. How many kids do you have? Two. Two. 
Yeah, I, I can't even. I can't even get Jake to have a conversation on the phone without his door getting busted down with kids running. <laughs> it's like we've seen that thing with. I oh, was so it Jimmy Fallon or someone got caught? Their kid just run into the room and jumped on the. It was a, some reporter. Oh, yeah, it was going around YouTube for a That's while. That's hilarious. Well, that happened Love to it. me. I was doing an Instagram live last week with Love Adrian. It. Did you keep surgery. it on there? I hope you didn't edit well, it out. It, she didn't quite get to the point where she was on camera, but she was like there, and I was like, <laughs> "Hey, Adrian, my daughter's just kind of here, and I'm like trying to mouth at my wife. Get the fucking out of the room." <laughs> <laughs> it was quite funny, but it was good. Best. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but it, it adds to the authenticity. It doesn't does. It? it does. How old are your two? Uh, my son Kyan, he was one on Monday, and my oh, daughter Anushka, she's three. Three. Yeah, three. they're still little. The terrible twos or the terrible she, threes? She's she never had the twos. It's the threes. Yeah. The day she turned three, everything just changed, yes. and she got all sassy. I agree. So, it's when I Jake agree. got more grey hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> turned into Richard Gere. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us more about the cosmetic lounges, the plural now. So what, what do you guys offer? Okay, so we do anti wrinkle, we do fillers, we do PRP. Mm-hmm. Um, we also offer PRP for like face and hair now. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't do a lot of that. I yeah. just focus on mainly like anti-wrinkle and fillers. I'm with you there. We do that um, aqua gold as well. Yes. Yeah. Do you like that? Uh, it's not – I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Like skin, I, I never claim to be a yeah. an expert on skin. Yeah. Yeah. So there are better people out there to look after skin. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's a nice option for an injector because you're using a mixture yes. of anti-wrinkle and yeah. filler to sort of, you know, boost the quality of the skin. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's okay. It's like I would describe it to patients as like the icing on the cake. Yeah. It's super subtle. If you've got an event on or something, I yeah. say like if you're getting married or your birthday, maybe have a treatment with um, the aqua gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And minimal downtime, hopefully, if you don't bruise someone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, what's your sort of point of difference? Like why point would someone come to the cosmetic lounge? I, I feel like we are a family. So mm. all of our clients come to us. We make them feel as comfortable as possible. Um, we're honest, which I feel like is the most important thing. Mm. Honesty, trust. There's a lot of trust there. And I make sure I tell my girls all the time. I'm like, we are not a, we are not a numbers clinic. So I don't want you making this much every week. It's If people need it, give it to them. Yeah. yeah. Honesty is the best thing because people will come back organically that way yes um and don't try to upsell yeah so i feel like people feel they get that vibe they feel that vibe um we're fun we're all like well i'm 35 so i'm in my 30s the girls are probably in their late 20s um it's just a cool bunch and it's really cool being there you know like everyone's happy um so when you walk in it's just it's awesome Mm. i feel like it's the place to you know to be and what's it like managing a team of nurses? I mean, I guess you never got into this industry Look, to start I'm managing people. I'm not going to take all the credit. I have somebody that does a lot for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Her name's Lauren. Right. So she's your bulldog, is she? She takes she's care of She's just awesome. Right. I'm just like, Lauren, can you can you do this? Can you open my mail? Can you pay this bill? Right. I would rather pay someone to do those things and then me spend time with my kids. Do right. you get what I mean? But not only that, but and we've recognised ourselves, know your limits and if you can't do something, yeah. get someone to do it properly. Yeah. I could probably do those things. I could probably say, hey, mum, can you babysit the kids while I do this and I do that and I do that? But, but I don't want to do that. Yeah. 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 So it's like um, all the ideas, I have a lot of ideas in my head. So all the ideas come from me. Mm. Implementing those ideas that's when I say to Lauren, oh, I want to do this. Like we just had an event on at um, Laporte Space last year in December. It's a beautiful space. It's a beautiful space. Um, that was amazing. We had a really nice lunch. Um, so that was like a VIP event sort of lunch thing. Lauren organized that for me. So I yep. didn't really have much to do with that. But she'd say, oh, do you like these flowers? Do you like this? Blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, yeah. So I've got to take my hat, my yeah. hat off to her. She's amazing. I'm really lucky. What about like managing the injectors in terms of training, if there's issues, if there's like customer complaints, like do you get customer involved at that level? Co- oh, definitely. Customer yeah. complaints always come back to me. Yep. Um, that's that's one thing that I usually do manage. So what happens is um, they will come back to me and then I'll sort it out. Yep. Yeah. In your experience, uh, you don't have to go to it in detail, yeah. but are the complaints more about expectation or true complication? Um, I would... We get very few complaints, but the amount of people that we do, um, I would say it's more like, oh, 
I had one meal and my lips aren't big enough. So You've probably heard that. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, I feel like everybody will get a complication here and there. Of course, yeah. Um, they're the ones that I, look. I deal with. I deal with the the silliest ones to the most important ones. So, yeah. um, cause it's obviously not silly to the patient. So like, Oh, my anti wrinkle didn't work. It's like, well, maybe you need a little bit more, yes. you know, people come in and they say, oh, I just, I don't want to spend that much. I want a low dose. And then they, you know, whinge because the didn't treatment work. hasn't worked or something. Yeah. Um, those kind of people, depending on how they present to me, if, they're genuinely um, upset or whatever, I don't usually charge. So you'll find a lot of clinics will say, oh, well, if your treatment didn't work, you need to pay for more. Mm-hmm. So I'm the type of person I give. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you give, people are so grateful for that. People are so grateful for that. So I don't know how you do um, your reviews. So, say if you've if somebody spent like three hundred and fifty or four hundred dollars on a Botox treatment, what happens? Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. We're going to bleep. Yeah, Stop we're going to bleep it. We're going to bleep it. That's okay. When people <laughs> have spent three hundred to four hundred dollars on an anti wrinkle treatment. Yeah. What do you do if it hasn't worked? Do you I mean, say, oh, you've got to spend another three, $400 or? I, I guess truthfully, it depends where I'm working because, you know, if you're working for someone yeah. like Laser Clinics Australia, where you're used to, you're bound by their policies and exactly. protocols. If you're owning your own business, you've got that flexibility leeway. and freeway yeah. uh, and leeway. But And do you, do you feel like when you tell somebody that they have to pay the same amount, what do you find their response there? Well, honestly, you know, five years ago or, or when I was more inexperienced, I probably would have pandered to that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying you're yeah. pandering, but I'm saying that <laughs> I think what you're really saying is if the consult is done properly, yeah. then nine times out of 10, you shouldn't get to that point. And, yeah. and it's and it's rare. Yeah. But, you know, people come back all the time for a yeah. hundred reasons. Yeah. And, you know you you can take it to the hundredth degree and take photos of every angle yeah. before you've touched them to kind of back yourself that you can prove they had static mm. lines and they're mm. never going to go in the first place. And you know, yeah. how far do you want to take this? Exactly. So I, I think you're right. Sometimes you have to give and sometimes yeah. you have to stand your ground exactly. and say, you know what? I agree. Yeah. It's never going to yeah. be that way. Yeah. And unfortunately as a medical professional, I have to tell you that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But it's especially, good to have the flexibility. Especially when you've given some, when the, somebody comes in and they're like, I'll have a meal, half a meal on each side of my cheeks. And then they're like, I can't see a difference. I just stop them there and say, it's not going to work. It's <laughs> like it. going to a restaurant and getting a crouton and saying, I'm still hungry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, joking aside, and I don't know how you, you work or consult. I mean, I've stopped sort of. I don't make promises. How, how do I put it? And when people come in and say, I want two meals of filler. I'm like, hold on. I think we're asking the wrong question. What is your goal? Exactly. Don't, don't talk about meals and, and I want cheek. What does that mean? Yes. What is your goal? Is it because it, you feel you look tired, older, saggy, mm-hmm. whatever? Yeah. Then we can make a plan that's right for you. Yeah. And if they can't afford the budget on that day, cool, we'll stagger it. We'll yeah. stage it. Yeah. So th- th- that's how I've started to to change mm-hmm. my practice in the last couple of years because then it gets people out the mindset of packages exactly. and 40 units, please. Because yes. that doesn't mean anything to, exactly. to a, a, a hundred yeah. people. Yeah. Everyone's different. Yeah. So when somebody actually a first timer comes in for a consult, I always say everybody's different. I never start people on the recommended dose. Mm. Um, again, I try to save people money. I always explain to my clients, there's a low, there's a medium and there's a high dose. Mm-hmm. What dose would you like to have that cost this much medium cost that much high dose cost you know x amount of dollars um you choose what you want understand that the less you pay the less you get the less it will last Mm. um so i put the ball in their court i get them to choose and they say oh are my cheeks gonna look like this if i buy it's it's i can't give you that answer i'm always unsure and you'll find that the person will come back and say i want to do this anyway Mm. do you get what i mean so and i always explain it's a build up build up of treatment it's a build up of product yeah what what does your average client look like in terms of age background like do you have a typical client or? yeah we do we have a lot of young girls i would probably say we don't treat under 18 so anywhere between 19 to 35 okay that is a younger um, demographic yeah. yes very young demographic um we have a few older clients but yeah we have a lot of uh and so presumably the expectation is driven by the social media the instagram photos blah yeah. blah blah and yeah you know, that makes it a different 
proposition to say someone treating middle-aged women yes who don't want that overdone that contoured look. look or whatever yeah 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 our a lot of our work comes from social media mm. a lot of our work comes mm. from from there we don't really do much marketing mm-hmm. well you shouldn't um, really need to i mean i mean uh, i feel like everyone's trying to get more leads more clients through the door mm. but if you actually looked after your existing clients properly you don't need to you don't get need any to because they're going to refer people to exactly. you they're going to come it's back you're not going to lose them exactly. um it feels like and we're just having this discussion before between we're having a break between um podcasts and jake and i were talking about you know what what's the future going to look like for the industry after covid and you know how do we look at things like in, increasing uh, loyalty with customers and so on and yep. so forth and i just feel like um yeah, it's about the experience you give for people. It's about the experience, how you make it. Yeah. I'm actually really surprised because it's the unknown, you know, like this whole thing happened and it's like, well, is my business going to go back to the way it was, mm. you know? Now doctors are allowed to – well, I, I just read something on New South Wales Health that they're allowed to treat medical things. I don't there, know. There are so many so uh, bodies yeah. putting out yeah. so many things. Uh, yeah. It's confusing. Yeah. So – I feel like some doctors are going back and I was like, I was a bit scared there. I was like, well, they can't get their treatments done from me. They're going to go elsewhere. I am so surprised at the amount of people that are messaging us now. Can I please go on a wait list? Can I go on a wait list? It's like, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. The demand is mental, isn't it? It's, it's honestly, it's, I just feel like if I needed, if I really needed something done, I'd just go somewhere. <laughs> but people, people are loyal. Yeah. And I feel like it, my husband was actually saying the other night, maybe you should do like a discount just to say thank you, you know, like for those people coming like and waiting for you. It's illegal to do that. I know. <laughs> Naughty husband. <laughs> <laughs> you can't give people discounts. You no. can add value. You could throw in a facial or something. There you go. I yeah. might do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's. Um, I think there's been a lot of pent up demand because people have been locked down, told yeah. they can't do anything. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens once that backlog of demand sort of clears yeah. itself out, yeah. and the reality of this new economy that we're all going to yes. be living in when we're having to repay all this money the government's given to everyone. I know. Um, and we have to start paying our mortgages again. Yes, well, and I still our rent. Am. And yeah, <laughs> we're sort of in this yeah. like weird, freezed limbo, fake yeah. bubble yes. where we've been given Uncertain, some money. Yeah. Uh, and once that goes away, I think it's going to take another two or three but months I, for the reality you know, to hit. I feel like beauty cosmetic. It it just I I yeah. don't know. I don't feel like it will be affected. Everyone's so into their looks that yeah. it's like they always make sure it's become like Europe, you know, yeah. they'd rather have their Botox than their you know, dinner on the table. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, you know, one huge expense, which is travel and holidays, is not going to be there for the foreseeable future. There you go. So yep. if someone saves 10, 20 grand on their Europe trip to, yep. to put on themselves, yep. they've probably still got money left over. Well, yep. It just depends on how bad the situation gets. I mean, I was driving past um, the Hilton the other day and I thought to myself, who's going to be going to those hotels now? Mm. No one's coming into the country. Yeah. Um, exactly. I mean, like, I don't, I'm not going to go and stay in the Hilton. I live in Sydney. Why I, would I, I do that? I just saw a promotion for the, I was driving past the Novotel yeah. and it was like $100 for a night. And yeah. I was like, why would you even want to go to a hotel? Yeah. It's so, for quarantine people. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, think, <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. I think that the, our industry is, is recession resistant. Yeah. To a certain extent, but will you get people that'll go? Mm, Do I really need yeah, that? Yeah, maybe I I'll just like go for will. one meal. Maybe yeah. I'll ma- see if my if my anti wrinkle will last yes. four months rather than three months. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll we'll start to see. It really depends on how bad the problem gets. Like yeah. how what what is unemployment going to look like? What, mm. I mean, how many people are going to be looking for jobs? I mean, yeah. so sad. We, we don't know. It's uncharted territory, right? Yeah. So, a lot of nurses have attempted to do what you have done. Yes, they've worked in places like LCA they've gone off and thought they'd be able to start their own practice many of them have, have failed they? Well, I'm just I'm not talking about LCA yeah. in particular but just in general people go and try and start their own thing Do you know people that have yeah, failed? Yeah, yeah okay yeah um, but I mean and inevitably any new business has a 90% chance of failing but mm-hmm. what do you think that you've done like what's been the secret to your success because in terms of like nurse clinics that are out there the only other one that I can think of that's been stood the st- test of time is the clinic in, in Bondi Junction yeah um but I don't know of any other like nurse-led practices that have been as successful as yours. Okay, thank you. That's okay. <laughs> um, 
I feel like it all just happened so slowly for me. So yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm a pretty genuine person. I'm an honest person. Um, and I feel like my business started off with, like I said, it started off with me. It was building that relationship, that rapport. It was word of mouth. That was massive. So like I said, I've never really done any marketing. The only I, I tried marketing a few months ago and I really don't feel like it does anything, yeah. not for my business what anyway. What did you do exactly? Marketing? Yeah. Um, I don't even really know. I got a marketing guy <laughs> to do that and yeah, he was right. like, I'll do Google, I'll do this. And I was like, okay, I, I, I mean, how do you know how many of those leads are real well, and hard- how many are coming through your what what you're giving me, what marketing you're doing or is it Instagram or is it what we were doing before? Yeah, put you in touch with our mate Drew. But um. It's impossible to know. There's no silver bullet anymore with marketing yeah. because someone may have walked past your shop or your clinic and gone, oh, cool. Or they might have seen an ad on Instagram or seen a I post. I feel like it's, it's, that's what it is. It's Instagram. Yeah. Well, the beauty us. for you is yeah. you've got such a young demographic that yeah. they're not reading pamphlets and no, and they're Googling. also happy they're to share their, their photos on Instagram yes. and yes. Snapchat. And it's like, oh, I want to look like that, yeah. you know? Um, but in go- you just said something that um, triggered my mind. It's, I forget now. Google. No. Well, um, I think that what you were saying, a lot of these younger girls are quite happy to take selfies, put them up, promote them, tag you, all that sort oh, of stuff. So you've got was. really savvy, you've got a really savvy self-perpetuating marketing mm. system. I also feel like I got in at the right time. Yeah. It was, that's, that's, that's the main, that's well, the, any I was per, lucky. Any person, in, any successful person that tries to tell you that their success has had nothing to do with luck is lying to you. Yeah. Because there's always an element of luck, but yeah. you have to create your own luck. Yes. You took the risk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you Agreed. had a good thing going with LCA and you went, no, nah, I'm going to reach further. Yeah. And yeah. you took that risk. It yeah. all could have gone pear-shaped, but, you know, you've got exactly. to take that risk. Exactly. I feel like there are so many established businesses now that it's very – it's it's a bit hard to yeah. sort of, you know. But Break I feel through. like it's still – there's still competition out there and there's still going to be bigger and better people. And I might be, oh, remember her when she used to – Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that happens. So you've got to step your game up. You've got to keep active on social media. Mm. Um but in saying that, I don't like to focus on what's happening around me too much. Like I don't go onto other people's pages and I, I don't really have time for all of that sort of stuff. I just focus on me and the girls and like yeah. at work and that's it. You that's know, just make sure that we're yeah. doing everything properly. Everyone's honest. We've got a good rep. That's mm. the like most important thing. Um, I really care about what people think about me, you know, like that. So I what just, do you mean, I like on a personal level or business level? On a business level. Right. I don't want people to think I'm there just to make money. I'm there to give them a treatment, you know, make them feel better about themselves. Like I have people come in that have like, I've, I've known that have been married for years and then they're go- going through a break. I have people, you know, dying from like, you know, illnesses. And it's like you see those stages and you want to make people feel better about themselves. So... Mm. That's really important. You know, like I have women coming in and crying to me, oh, my husband left me. And then, you know, you do something for them and you make them feel so much better. And that's so, it's so rewarding. So people feel that genuineness, I think. And when you do it for the right reasons and you're passionate, it never feels like work. Yep. Um, And you always will go that extra mile when it's just a job or you're just doing it for a transaction. And if you go that extra mile on each patient, that person notices that and Mm. they appreciate it. So, and that's why they'll come back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So... So after COVID and lockdown, can you see your business or or your share of the market changing in any way or are you going to do anything differently? Um, differently, haven't even thought about that. I've just been in like mum mode at the moment. Mm, yeah. Um, I feel like change is always good. It's a bit scary. I was just about to open up another clinic in Wollongong. Oh, okay. Um, then this whole thing oh, happened. Lucky timing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. God is on my side. Yeah. Why Wollongong? I mean, I've oh, never it's been a good market, Wollongong. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought somewhere not too close to Walleye Creek. We have a lot of people come from Wollongong into the Walleye Creek Clinic, so yeah. Um, I just thought maybe we'll. we'll, we'll I, ha- I didn't really dig into it that that deep, but I was thinking Wollongong somewhere um, down south. Um, but then this happened, and I was like, yeah, not a good time. So yeah. I probably won't do that for a while Consolidate now. Consolidate what you've yeah. got. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, any any particular changes with, you know, social distancing and PPE yeah. and all these things? Uh, so we, I will be checking every, not me personally, but somebody will be checking people's temps as they walk in. Yeah. Um, I, 
eyewear, mm-hmm. masks, changing every three hours. I'm really anal with this sort of stuff. Yes. So like following rules and regulations, yeah. um, I try to do the best of, to my ability. Um, just wiping things down. I haven't actually really thought into it too much, but just things like that. Is there any tips that you can give me? Uh, well, yeah, I've got a group of about six or eight uh, friends. They've just produced a paper. It's okay. just been accepted in a journal where, I mean, they're all over the world, but they've got a consensus group between them where they've made sensible suggestions. So have a read of that. I'll give okay. you the link. Thanks. And, uh, you know, That's because great. it's from all over the world rather than just Australia exactly. where sometimes it's a bit slanted. Yeah. My consent will be changing. So yeah. I'll have like questions. Um, have you been exposed to COVID-19? Do you know anybody that has been? Yeah, of course. Things like that. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah well, the one thing that pops into my head because you do a lot, lot of lips is, yeah. well, firstly, well, firstly, you know, that's probably the most upfront kind of uh, high risk area. Mm. So some people are even saying don't do lips at the moment. Okay. Other people saying, well, do do lips, but in full PPE. Other yep. people adding in um, getting your patient to use a mouthwash before. So there's... Uh, do you think you that know, makes a difference, the mouthwash? Well, yeah. I mean, if, it, yep. if it's um, enough, if there's either enough alcohol in there, if yeah, there's chlorhexidine, okay. they gargle, so they're yep. going to get um, virus in the yep. sort of upper respiratory tract. You can argue this stuff yeah, till the cows exactly. come home, but it's not evidence-based. It's just trying it's to minimise as many things yeah. as you can. Yeah, yeah. That's and a if you're seen to, to be trying to do the best you can, yeah. then who's t- who can criticise you when you've exactly. done everything you can? Exactly. You're yeah. right. Well, another thing as well is we usually have about, we could have like anywhere between three to 10 people in a waiting room. So that's going to change. That stop. is going to change. So yeah. it's going to be people, you wait in your car, we'll call you when we're ready, you can come in. You have a line out the side with a 1.5 metre, like a, yeah, like a nightclub. Yeah, yeah, like a nightclub. Like at you my coffee shop. The front. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> What's your name? Your now, name's yeah, not sorry, down, you're not coming not with, in. Not with those shoes, sorry. Uh, I do have a client that has been exposed to COVID-19. Right. And this is the thing. I, before this whole thing blew up, I stopped working because I'm like a paranoid mother that is like, I don't feel comfortable working. And I told my girls, I said, if you don't feel comfortable working, stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I just don't know. Like, I mean, she had it a while ago, but what do I do? Do I, do I, I mean, she's healthy now, but. Yeah, look, I mean, well, the guidelines would be after 14 days of quarantining, it's, you're yeah. good to go. That That's the guidelines. Yeah. I, I don't know yeah. the truth. It's still scary though, right? Mm. Yeah. Just saying I've, I've had COVID. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought I had it, but oh. I, I proved negative <laughs> twice. So yeah, you're and in the same room with me. The thing Sorry. Is, what if somebody gets it? In like, oh, it's just one of those things. What if somebody well, gets COVID and they're like, oh, you know, I went to bloody, you know. What was it? 80% of people are asymptomatic. I mean, um, Scary. I don't think it's going anywhere either. I mean, it's here mm. to stay and we just got to, everyone's probably going to get it at some point or we're going to develop a vaccine. It's pretty hard to avoid well, it forever. Well, this is the thing, you know, we're, we're sitting here making these protocols like, oh, you can't do lips, but Corona's not going away. Yeah. It's going to mm. be here in 100 years probably. Mm. So we need to think about sensibly, how do we mitigate risk, reduce risk, but continue life? Yeah, exactly. Um, life so, will be changed for a very long time. Yeah, absolutely. Like I went to get my coffee this morning and I was there was like five people in the coffee shop and usually it's like booming and I'm like, I just looked and I thought, this, is what, li- yeah, this is what life is now, you know? I go into my butcher and it's like I have to wait outside and let the – other person come out until I can go in. It's yeah. just, it's weird. It's been weird. It's actually made me appreciate my family more oh, because definitely. they're the people that you can spend time with. You're like, I you're love not, my husband yeah. at the moment. <laughs> at the moment. Love him. Love Didn't you him. tell me off air that you wanted to divorce him before? <laughs> that was, that was in the beginning. <laughs> After two weeks of lockdown. Yeah. I want to kill you. Oh, crazy. I, I still have my that, days. Don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But yeah, it's amazing. Like, my seven-month-old, my mum's looking after him at the moment and she went to feed him and he was just crying. And then I grabbed the bottle, put it in his mouth and he just yeah. drank it. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. There you go. We've got our three-year-old actually sleeping in our bed at the moment. She was sick last week. Oh. And my wife was like, oh, come on, we've never done this. Let her in. Now we can't get her out. Oh, you've never done it. it. Never. Oh, God. It was like, if we don't start this, then... She'll they never don't know, know any different. Exactly. And I'm well, a sucker. I'm terrible. You've, uh, you've uh, built a rod for your own back. Yeah. 
pretty much. I, I've been the one you saying we need to stop this back. immediately. Yeah. Uh, it'll Enjoy. Be, it'll be like 10 p.m. at night. Jake's going to knock on my door with a sleeping bag. Uh, <laughs> well, it yeah. is. It is satisfying though, isn't it? The oh, best. it's cute. It's, the best it's thing. super cute. Yeah. But when it comes a point where you're like, yeah, okay, I'm done need, now. Yeah. Well, yeah, but mm, <laughs> that's no chance of boom boom. So what's going to happen? <laughs> what's that? I don't know what that is. Yeah, that's why you're not married. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> so what advice would you give to nurses looking to get into this industry at the moment? There's probably a lot of people listening to this at the moment that go, well, I want to do what Yelena's done or I want to come and work for her. Or what would your advice be? If they don't have any experience, I'd definitely say don't go do your own thing. Um, I would probably go and work for a reputable company. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, get your experience yep. and make sure you have support. Support is so important. Like, you know... I haven't been doing it for a long time, like compared to some people, but I feel like, you know, I still have my supporting doctor and when something happens, you know, I know the answer, but I still have that support there. So that's important. Um, I've had, I've had people say to me, oh, you know, I just finished my nursing degree. I want to start injecting. How do I get an account? And I'm like, that's the wrong way to go. You can't do that. a thousand Instagram messages saying yeah. the same thing. Yeah, you just can't you And it's can't great, do it the passion. Way. People yeah. want to do it, but yeah. I, I just don't think they've thought it through. They don't through. realize the seriousness of what we're doing, you mm. know. It's not, just about, it's not just about making people look good. There are so many risks involved. Yeah, it's not a haircut. It's not, you know. And then what happens, like you've worked so hard to get where you are and then what if something happens where you know you've ruined someone's life because you've given them a necrosis and you don't know how to deal with that Mm, what happens then so what are your thoughts on nurses finishing their degree and then not doing a post-grad year just going straight in do you think that's okay or do you think yeah I think that's fine okay yeah I feel like if you just I feel I do feel like your degree is there as a certificate and it is there also to give you that medical background and that experience. But mm-hmm. I feel like experience is probably the most important thing. Yeah. So. So I uh, work for a reputable place, like like a chain clinic like LCA where they can get their training or go and laser work for clinics a plastic Australia, surgeon. Or- uh, plastic surgeon, laser clinics Australia. If you're working alongside a doctor yeah. within the clinic, that's amazing. Yeah. Mm. And I feel like the more people you see, the more experience you get as yeah. well. Yeah. So look, I worked for a plastic surgeon and yeah. I can say my experience didn't come from there. Yeah. Um, I worked for a reputable plastic surgeon, but there wasn't enough traffic. So yeah. that's when I got my, when I went to Laser Clinics Australia, that's where I, when I really got my experience. Because you're seeing such a high volume of exactly. people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe passion as well, right? Some people come into industry just looking for, we sort of touched on this earlier, just for the money yeah. or for the glamour exactly. or being the next insta-famous It's not just yeah. like, come in, get your lips done, see, I'll, I'll, I need yeah. to do the next person. It's, I, lit- I, I get my clients, they sit in the chair, it's like, you tell me what you're concerned about and then I'll start from there. That's my base. And yep. then it's just explaining, educating and do yep. the treatment. And you, before I always finish my treatment, I get them to have a look. Are you happy? I can change something if you want me to change it. It's working with that person. So, mm. you know, I might like something, but they might not like that. So I'll, I'll ask them what they're after, you know, I'll get their, their input. So I make them a part of the treatment. Mm. Inclusive. Yes. <laughs> um, did you have anything else you wanted to ask, Jake? No, I think, you know, it's been amazing. Yeah, it's been a very fun chat. Now, I'm sure there are like lots of people listening that want to get in touch with you. How do they How do, they do that? Um, how do they find Just you? Just call me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's your social media handle? Uh, it's the cosmetic lounge underscore. Right. Someone, uh, it was the cosmetic lounge no underscore taken. <laughs> Pardon? Was the, was the cosmetic lounge with no underscore? Yes, it already was. Said, Somebody oh, in the UK, I think. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Trust me, I tried to get that. Yeah, but right. There was no response. Fair <laughs> enough. Just like um, leave me alone. So they can reach out to book, inquire. Yes, we've got a book um, link on our Instagram. We've got a website. Um, Instagram is probably we're on Google as well. If you just Google the cosmetic lounge. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for your time. It's been Thank great you to so catch much. up and was, meet you. I know. Finally, I keep on meeting girls who've had lips done and stuff done, and I'm like, <laughs> I know this place. I've just never <laughs> met Yelena. <laughs> So it's nice to your reputation precedes you. There you go. Thank you. Thank Thank you so so much. much. Pleasure. Good to see you. Bye bye. bye.
for our latest news, upcoming guests and episode topics, follow us on Instagram at inside underscore aesthetics. During the week before every recording, look out for our Instagram stories as we'll give you the opportunity to submit your questions to our guests and get a shout out. You can also DM us for any other information, suggestions or guest requests. 